Hello and welcome to my second ever podcast. In this episode, you will hear the audio from my YouTube video, Cholesterol the Silent Killer. If you haven't already, please consider subscribing to my YouTube channel, because as is the case with this video, there are visual corrections and a few additional bits of information that are displayed that aren't on this podcast. Also, if you'd like to hear more podcasts from me, let me know in the community section of my YouTube channel, Steve Mack, on what type of podcast you'd like to hear. Thank you, and please take notice of the following. Having a heart attack is no fun, and I now know that from experience, hence the reason I'm making this video and podcast. Cheers. You may pick up a couple of things that may just help save your life. Hella cravings for some fries. I did one push up in a Hello from the other side. G'day. Analytics say most people watch my videos for just over two minutes. With this one, I'd ask you to watch to the end because you may pick up a couple of things that may just help save your life. As some of you would know, I had a heart attack last week. Well, good morning from the Royal Brisbane Hospital in Brisbane. Apparently I had a heart attack a few nights ago and uh, I was rushed to hospital in an ambulance. To say that came as a surprise, well, <laughs> obviously it was. So I'm putting together a couple of factoids that as far as I know are accurate. Um, do your own research on everything. But here's what I've learned and I'd like to impart it to you all to take seriously. So here we go. So what happened with me? The last video I made you can't see that I was about to have a heart attack within a few days. And that's the thing. Uh, if you cut yourself, yes, you can see there's damage. There is no way that you can see inside your arteries to know how much cholesterol has gathered. Now, I've known people that say they're as healthy as a mallee ball, never get sick. And that's probably correct. But to assume that inside of you is crystal clear that can be a fatal mistake. So a couple of tips I'm going to suggest in all seriousness. Have blood tests at least once a year as a routine measure. Maybe more often if there's anything suspect. Never underestimate the importance of your cholesterol. There's always going to be conflicting words of this between doctors, studies, etc. Some cardiologists have even told me there's practically no benefit in taking supplements. Well, I remember 16 odd years ago, my cholesterol levels were fairly high. So rather than take statin drugs, by the way, never take Lipitor. If you're on Lipitor, get your doctor to change it to something like Crestor, proprietary brand name. All drugs are dangerous. Everything has an effect. But Lipitor is notoriously bad. That's suggestion one. Anyway, so back then, 
I started to take for a while fish oil tablets, high potency ones, and the next cholesterol test I had, yeah, my levels had come down. So, okay, maybe it just works with some people. If that's a well-known one, by all means do that. An interesting fact that may upset some people, vegans have just as many heart attacks as non-vegans. There you go. So fast forward till the last year or two. I'm going to actually put a playlist together now that I have enough videos on this topic of angiograms, etc. And I'll put that up either here or here. I can never tell what I'm filming. Okay, but it's up here somewhere. Shortcut to that. So my cholesterol levels were a little high, not alarmingly so, but not enough to especially warrant going back on to cholesterol medications, which I'd been off all medications for a couple of years. Okay, so what actually happened? Let's get to this point. What actually happened a week ago last night? I've been working on my Land Cruiser. I cut out the rust on the roof again um, because I do want to sell it because, yes, the money would be handy. But um, such things as retiring this faithful old jumper. Uh, unless I do a crowdfunding for that. Replace my faithful jumper. Been working on the Land Cruiser, cut it all out, did it properly, put steel in, fiberglassed it, was building up layers of body filler, ready to paint. There was a lot of sanding I did. The cheap Chinese mask I had was loosely fitting, if at all. So I breathed in a lot of that. I got body filler on my fingers, and it's really horrible stuff if you've ever used it. So I just cleaned it off with acetone. Being aware that perhaps I might get a little bit, feel a little bit ill later, because everything you put onto your skin does absorb into your bloodstream. So anyway, I finished that um, just before 5 p.m. Then I went and sat at my computer for a while. And about half an hour later, I just suddenly felt really, oh no, I'm gonna vomit. And I hate that feeling. I'm sure you all know what that's like. So I got a bucket and went into the bathroom and yeah sorry for the grossness but sometimes with humans there is gross aspects put it politely i vomited my guts out uh four different times uh, i ended up dry reaching about two more times i cannot tell you how bad i felt i just felt so so horrible but that's not the unusual thing the unusual thing is while i was doing that I had a, uh, I'll call it a pain, but a, a sensation, an unpleasant sensation in my entire upper stomach area, chest area. So long and the short, anyway, speeding for, through that, about four hours later I had calmed down, you know, thankfully, the feeling of being sick passed. And then I was finally able to eat something because I hadn't eaten really much in two days. So I made myself a ham sandwich. Um, the chest pain did slowly go away. It was never severe. Anyway, the next day, only because of the chest pain, otherwise I would have just thought you know, I got a bit of mild poisoning from the acetone I was using. I went and saw a GP uh, down the road from me to get an ECG, which she did. And all was okay, except there was a right bronchial branch blockage 
I think it was right. Anyway, whichever side it was, was the better side to have it. And that is not about um, blood flow. That's an electrical thing. I think basically, and I'm going to use all basic terms for two reasons. One is I can't remember the proper terms. And there's heaps of videos that will take you right through that. And I just want to put it as plainly as possible. So basically what that means, I think, is there's a very slight non-synchronicity in the beat of the heart. Not necessarily a dangerous thing. And as it turns out, um, that was detected in the angiogram I had two years ago. So not a major concern. Anyway, she said, well, you better get a um, troponin test, blood test while you're here. And I had, until that stage, never realised there is a blood test you can get that will tell you if there's been any disturbances with the heart. So I got that straight away. She said, you know, check back two days and see the results. Okay, good. I went home and did a little bit more on the Land Cruiser, making sure I had a proper mask this time and was more careful. And waited about two hours before I finally thought, oh, thank God, I'm not going to be sick again tonight. Anyway, uh, around about 8 p.m., I just put the fry pan on to cook some dinner and the doctor rang, obviously from home, and the pathology mob must have rung her. She said, call an ambulance right away, you need to go to hospital. And I went, what? <laughs> and she said, otherwise you could drop dead. Well, that was not the way I planned to spend the evening. So I was frankly shitting myself. Oh God, I never ever wanted to go back to hospital as an inpatient. Did that four years ago when I nearly died from both lungs collapsing through a virus. Anyway, so yes, I did that. Ambulance came. I had a first responder come, which I didn't know there was a first responder. It's a voluntary thing. And they, she was very lovely. They waited there and the ambulance arrived pretty quickly as they do. So they took me out to the ambulance and they put a cannula in my arm. Um, I was just chatting with two uh, women, uh, both lovely people. So we went off to the hospital. I arrived, uh, yeah, the doctor said your troponin levels are extremely elevated. Okay. Arrived at emergency on this really cool trolley, which they have now, which is like electric hydraulic. No more breaking their backs, lifting you up and down. Went through the first checkpoint. They said to try because they could access straight away electronically the blood results. They said typically most people's troponin levels are 10. Don't ask me 10 what. Yours are 5,800. They said you are so lucky to be alive. So you can imagine how I might have felt. Pretty shocked. It is a big shock. And I always thought that a heart attack was, you know, where you go, oh, suddenly it just takes you and you drop. Not necessarily. One thing I had the night before, both arms and across my neck were extremely achy. But I put that down to, I do have a trapped ulna or ulva nerve um, that's been detected when I had the carpal tunnel thing. So I thought that was that, because it does happen occasionally. I'd only ever heard of, well, sometimes with heart attacks, you get a pain down your left arm. I'm here to tell you that it's not correct. You can get it down both arms. And that was the part that was the most uncomfortable, not the chest pain. It was not bad ever. But the arms were killing me. I ended up taking four Panadol to try and get some relief. 
So once I was in emergency at the hospital, the Royal Brisbane Hospital, who were fantastic, and that's where I wanted to go. You know, I was suddenly surrounded by 20 specialists and everything. Blood tests and, um, well, can't show you now, this is here. <coughs> Doctors are notorious for not being able to put needles in. Nurses or anyone else at pathology, yes, they get you to hold your finger there for a minute while it does what it does. Um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, long and a short, horrible night. They moved me to three different sections, etc. I was supposed to get an angiogram. Uh, I'm all hooked up here with uh, everything. There's my, uh, my stats up there and I've got a little one I carry around here. And they've just hooked me up to an IV drip because shortly, hopefully soon, I'm going to have a, uh, an angiogram to find out if there are blockages and to what extent. Best case scenario, they might give me medication and send me home. Hopefully today, but someone just said maybe they'll keep me in overnight anyway. They may put in stents uh, if the artery is really blocked or more than one blockage. So yeah, I'm a little bit out of it. I've had to have some Valium to calm down. All going well, um, unless they find something severe, which we don't want to know about. Um, I should be home in a day or so, hopefully today, but have to be realistic. Unfortunately, I waited all day without food the next day. They couldn't fit me in. Finally, late the next afternoon, having gone nil by mouth since 6am again, I had the angiogram. This is now my second angiogram. I did a video on the first one. I will link that and the other relative things in the description. So the main points I want to say to you, and I'm trying not to waffle, I'm just giving you an update as in what happened. You need to keep your eye on your cholesterol levels. So currently I have to take it totally easy for a week. Ideally two weeks is better, but I'm trying to just relax totally. Uh, it's a little bit boring. I've watched the grass grow about 1.36 millimetres today. I'm not even allowed to lift any heavy things for ideally two weeks. Not allowed to finish the Land Cruiser, which is annoying. And definitely not allowed to drive for at least a week. Hence why I have plenty of time to make this video. <laughs> you would already know there's good and bad cholesterol. Okay, I'm not going into any of the technicalities. Cholesterol isn't itself a bad thing. Um, let me explain what I mean by that. When an artery gets nicked through high blood pressure, which I do have, which, uh, ironically, uh, I do tend to stress a lot, and that elevates my blood pressure. I'm living proof of that fact. I've tested it when I've been anxious, yes, up to the moon. And on the rare occasions, I'm truly relaxed. Gold standard perfect, well within the guidelines. Anyway, it is what it is. High blood pressure can cause a cut or a nick in your artery. Um, so the cholesterol comes along and it goes, oh, I'll patch that, I'll fix that up. Now that's a good thing. Where the mistake is, and I'm hoping with genome technology in the future, maybe this won't be a case, the cholesterol comes and patches it up and more cholesterol, patch it up. The trouble is the cholesterol doesn't know when to stop patching it up. So it just keeps on piling up, piling up over time. 
and then your arteries, imagine a garden hose, they start getting closed in one way or another through the cholesterol that's bound there. Now no doctor or cardiologist has, yes, has yet said to me what caused the heart attack and it was a heart attack. The only thing I can work out is there must have been a clot, slam that last bit of the artery shut and that's it, temporarily cut off supply to the brain. Long and short, when I was in hospital for three days, I had a few different scans. I had one at 12.30 at night, that first night, and then I had um, other scans, everything like that. Luckily, and even the cardiologist was surprised by this, I, it doesn't appear that I've done any damage to my actual heart. Normally that particular artery, I'll flash up a bit of a scan of the results. That tends to cause the bottom of the heart to die. So that's not good. That didn't happen with me. What I'm pissed off about, frankly, is two years ago, the, the private cardiologist that I went to never followed up on that first angiogram. Back then there were some blockages. Um, they will only put a stent in once it reaches 70% blockage. There's reasons for that. Actually, the artery also expands outwards when they put a stent in. Anyway, so under that they generally won't and it's up to you to try and change your lifestyle a bit. Okay, lower that cholesterol, lower the blood pressure, etc. Also, if you are overweight like I obviously am, try harder to meet your ideal weight because being overweight does also have a bearing on cholesterol. Why I'm annoyed at the first doctor, he didn't follow up at all after that first angiogram that I had at the Royal Brisbane. And that was the traditional gold standard angiogram where they go up through, in my case, the, the artery there, all the way around up into your heart. They used to do more often up through the groin. They do shave both areas, so yeah. <laughs> Forget your hum humility in hospital. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. So they went up through the arm. Uh, he did, f it was, you're awake through it. It's not a scary thing. It might be, you know, you might be um, a bit afraid. Don't be. There's always a chance of something happening. There's always a risk with every procedure. There's no problem. So I'm watching on this massive monitor, you know, and they inject this radioactive dye. Oops, wrong video. And you see the arteries. He's going, no, that one's okay, that's okay. They found just one artery was lower. And that's where he said he'll put a stent in there. They used a medicated stent, uh, which means I'm taking, amongst other tablets now, uh, for 12 months you take this tablet. There's reasons for that. It basically stops, I think it's inflammation around where the legs of the stent anchor into the artery. The old type of stent, you'd only have to take this medication for a few months. But this one is basically to stop your platelets um, clogging up the new stent, so that's fine. If you're squeamish, turn away now. This looks a lot worse than it is, but after an angiogram where they normally go up through the wrist, they put on an inflatable pressure bandage, which normally comes off an hour later as they slowly ease off pressure, just to stop bleeding from the artery. In my case, it went on for eight hours until night shift came on. 
and the cool nurse said, that's not bleeding from the artery, that's under the skin. So he said, I'll fix it for you, bro. He cleaned it up, simply held the skin together lightly for 10 minutes, and it stopped. Normally this isn't a problem, and it stops within the hour. So don't let it put you off. Anyway, so I had no notification from the first cardiologist. Had he would have followed up, and I did take this to the medical ombudsman. Uh, I doubt he got a slip across the wrist, but I did get some pseudo-apology, if you can call it that. But had he would have done that and said, okay, you need to take this seriously, even though you're okay, you're within, you know, safe standards, you need to take this, this, this. I might have done that, I probably would have done that, and I probably wouldn't have got to the point of having a heart attack. It has been quite an emotional ride. I'm not normally that emotional sort of person externally, but uh, yeah, while I was in hospital, it's I was not sure I'd ever be here making any other videos for you guys. And that's no joke. I was scared. And rightly so. And that's, I'm not a medical channel. I don't want to be known for a medical channel, even though most of my best rating videos have been things I've made about that fact. I just make um, health videos when I discover things myself or discover things that have worked for me. I feel an obligation to share with the world, those that ever see it, the little tips that may help you. And they do help. Some of them do help a lot of people. I get a lot of great comments. Okay, I got a really stupid one a few months ago on one of the making colloidal silver ones saying, I never take advice from fat people. Um, I'm, I'm using a machine to make colloidal silver. Go figure, anyway. <laughs> okay, so. What I'm basically saying to you is have regular blood tests, at least annually. I'm not going to go into the whole um, pharmaceutical industry thing. Yes, of course, there's corruption and lies in the system. Sadly, I used to trust the CDC. Now I wouldn't trust them as far as I can throw them because every member of the board is a pharmaceutical representative. I seem to still have some faith in the Mount Sinai videos they put out and John Hopkins. There was a couple where they seem to be honest enough to say, look, this medication, yes, um, I'm talking particularly about cholesterol now. It does help lower your cholesterol. And they're honest enough to say, but if you change your lifestyle and lower it naturally, then you need to cut down on that or you may get to the point where you don't need the medication. So to me that's a little bit more honest than just saying oh no you must take this forever. Like some doctors do and I've had said to me. Take your medication if you need it. Listen to your doctor. Okay they do know more than most of us. Forget the paranoia. You don't want a blockage. Okay you don't want to go there you may not be as lucky to survive. And as I said at the beginning, you can't see what's inside of you. Yes, you need to stop smoking and I'm working on that. I haven't completely stopped, but I have dramatically stopped since I got out of hospital the other day. And uh, most probably going to stop properly. If, um, I'll make another video on that because this is too long. When you do 
though, if you're in that position, my recommendation, just briefly, is don't concentrate on how you should stop smoking. Do some research, there's plenty of videos on the mechanisms of smoking, what it does, like for example, the, the nicotine binds to your cells and that prevents your blood from carrying as much oxygen around your system. Okay, there's a whole lot of things. So that's an important one. I will say that I am still a little anxious um, about the very small, very small possibility, but re real possibility, that the stent can suddenly just collapse closed, which means you have a heart attack. I guess as time goes on, I'll learn to get over that. And it's uh, apparently quite common to have all sort of emotions after such a thing, because it was a scare. Anyway, I'll wrap it up there. Um, I've tried to keep it short and sweet, but yes, uh, by, by all means, keep an eye on your cholesterol levels with blood tests. Don't laugh it off, because you can't see inside yourself. If you have any questions at all, or comments, leave them in the comment section. And I'll just end for now saying, I am genuinely so pleased to be here to make this video for you guys. Cheers. If you or anyone you know experience unexpected chest pain, call an ambulance immediately. It literally can mean the difference between life and death. Hello, pizza lady. I keep saying just one more slice And I feel so hungry Breakfast, dinner and lunch And the ice cream truck is